What's up, everybody? I hope you and your loved ones are doing great. Welcome to the Chris and Agnes podcast. I am passionate about sports and bringing positive value to others. This podcast is about me interviewing former college athletes and allowing them to share their stories and bringing good value to you in this community. Let's get into the episode. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Chris and Agnos for episode three. I'm here with Los Angeles Angels minor league player Morgan McCullough and former Oregon, University of Oregon, Alabama second baseman. Morgan, how's your day going? I'm good, Chris. I'm good. Can't complain out here in Seattle. It's dry right now, so how are you doing? That's really nice. It's always good when the Northwest is dry. We've had some rainy days, some sunny days off and on, but Looking forward to the summer coming up and getting consistent sun. Exactly, exactly. I wish I was playing baseball during it, but, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really looking forward to when you guys get back on the field. I love watching you guys or just looking at seeing how you guys are doing and checking in. It's really rewarding to be able to watch you guys play in the professional of your career now. Yeah, well, it's always rewarding for, like, people like you and man, people that we played with and everyone to check up, check in and, you know, lifelong friends. So um, players, not players, managers, anyone, you know? Yeah, 100%. You know, we're all family since it started. Yeah, exactly. Going into baseball, I want to get going with the first question. Just going back to you, what were you like growing up as a kid? Uh, as a kid, I remember I was just all about baseball. Um we had season tickets to the Mariners, so I've been to every opening day until my freshman year of college. I went from, like, I was born in December of 97, so that opening season in, uh, well, the April of 98 I went, and then I've been every year since. So then I stopped going once I got to college, but um, I just remember going to the games, and I used to, like, leave in the fourth inning when I was really young because I couldn't stay the whole game. But I was just really always about baseball and being outside and you know we had a lot of people that lived on my street a lot of like young kids so after school it was just every day there was a new sport new something to do outside so um I'm really thankful for growing up where I did and the people I grew up with you know so uh really awesome. yeah was uh baseball always your number one sport from day one or were you better at something else that you enjoyed starting out no, definitely baseball. Definitely baseball. My parents offered me, you know, the opportunity to play other sports, but I really only played like rec basketball a little bit. And then uh, I guess that was pretty much it. Just baseball and a little rec basketball. I never really got into, got into the other stuff. Football might've been something that I would have liked to play looking back, but I can't go back. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just keep moving forward with life. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, baseball man. was working out. Okay. I guess. Yeah, baseball's working out pretty good for you, I would say, and I look forward to seeing how your career continues to progress. And it's just really cool to see guys like No-Go and the Bigs right now. That was really cool. And Irvin, and I just can't oh, wait yeah. to see more of you guys. That made me really happy seeing the yeah, first really guys. Yeah, it's really cool seeing everyone that, everyone that you played with and and growing up with starting to like get chances to play in pro bowl and progressing and stuff, you know, it's really exciting. So um, just watching all your friends and, and everyone uh, succeed is, is definitely just as rewarding as you succeeding, you know? Absolutely. I enjoy, I enjoy friendship success the most, especially watching guys with the weights and all the runs you guys did. 
it just mm-hmm. it really is nice to see it pay off. Yeah. So um, when you started out with your first recruiting process out of high school, what did made you decide to originally come to the University of Oregon? Uh, so I started talking to the University of Oregon after my like freshman season, like in the summer going into sophomore year. So I guess I was pretty young. Um, but I didn't realize that kind of look until I looked back and realized that I was, you know, on the younger side of it. Um, but Oregon was the first school to see me. I remember seeing the coaches down at a tournament and I was like, man, I wonder what it's like to like talk to a school or something like that. And then a few weeks later after that tournament, I had heard that they wanted to talk to me. And I was like, really? Like, I wonder what this is about. So, uh, you know, I think there's always just that like interest from the start. It's kind of like, kind of like that person that's that's been with you from the start uh in a sense so I went down there and went on a visit and like obviously you know the football atmosphere is is one of a kind and like the community of Eugene and everything is just really really tight-knit and so uh I think I really like that and I really like the campus all the greenery and everything you know I'm a big fan of like of, uh, of just the northwest and so I think that I think it was a good fit for me you know it was like far enough from home where I felt like it was uh I'd be away but I'd be I'd be close so I think just all those factors kind of played into it yeah that is really good to have that independence but mm-hmm. at the same time your family can still come and see especially in the Pac-12 I forget for your freshman year did we play at UW or was UW at Oregon no UW came to us we didn't we didn't go which was, was something I really wanted to do yeah, absolutely. That'd be pretty cool, but that's awesome that your fa- family got to see you play close to home a little bit. And yeah, yeah, that was really cool. And so then going on after, so you go on and play junior college baseball, and you win a national championship that next year. What was that like? What was that experience like? Uh, I mean, I could talk about that experience for a long time, just junior college in itself but it was definitely of any of the years of college that was the one like I grew up the most you know you're I mean I was down from Eugene then I went to Mariana Florida which is not not anywhere close so um it was just a lot of a lot of thinking about what I wanted to do and and just kind of growing up and I was really on my own and you know we get you get treated a little differently at junior college so I think it was something that I definitely needed and something that I knew I needed and it's something that was like hard to accept at the start, but once you realized how good it was for you, I think it really, um, I really like reaped the benefits afterwards. And so, the national title was cool and everything, but I mean the experiences and like, uh, just the closeness you can have in junior college compared to, compared to Division One, just because you're working on the field, you know, you're with with the coaches and everyone twenty four seven, where Division One's a little more business like, I would say. So. Um, I think it was just really eye-opening, and that was that was one of the best years of baseball I've ever had. I, I love that that time in my life. That's really great to hear that that was one of the best years. I can only imagine being a Northwest guy, and then you go across the country to Florida. That's about as far as it gets, and that's something I appreciate about college is how much it, I noticed that I grew up each year and progressing as a person. It's really valuable. Yeah, each year's um, a little each year's a little different. Kind of hold on to different things. Mm-hmm. Was there anything specific that 
that you got the most out of junior college skill skills wise or personality wise uh just at, at chipola or just in college um yeah we can do college but but i mean if there's a focus on chipola that we can stick with that um I don't know if there's there's one thing I really took away. I think it was it was more of just understanding understanding someone's best interest for you. You know, I think that uh, there were times where I felt like you know the coach might have been too hard on me or something. But looking back, like it was never the case. I think that's something that's hard to understand in the moment. So you know, probably just a little bit of perspective, honestly, is what I gained just from uh, being around those people and understanding. There's different ways to coach, teach, learn. And I think that's something that I, that I really take forward with me. I think that's something really cool that you got multiple different experiences and perspective from a, from me to your background, playing in college. And also that's something right. I learned from my dad also. he If we always had like a conflict on something, the question would be, did do you think I'm on your side or against you when I'm telling you this? I was like, it's a really good point. Mm -hmm. That's for some perspective I've always had going forward. And then you play your last year at Alabama, and I let. So what was your recruit? Was the recruiting process any different or anything you learned from high school that made you like have a different view going into your final? deciding where to go for your final year of college? Um, I think going to Alabama was a little different. First first off, because I expected it and wanted it to only be a one-year thing. You know, I wanted to sign after that year and stuff. So I was really looking for a place where there was a good opportunity for, for obviously me to play a lot, which I trust my skills. So I was, I was confident anywhere that I was going to go. Um, but just the right setup, and, you know, I thought that they were kind of – they had kind of had a clean slate with Coach Bohannon having to only be his second year and bringing in a lot of different junior college kids that were, you know, similar to my age and, like, had had similar experiences and stuff. So um, it was really just a comfort thing, somewhere where I felt like I could get hit, go right away and have a – get there with my feet, feet on the ground and feet running because it didn't – I didn't want it to be a place where it was going to take me a while to adjust if I only wanted to be there for one year, you know, so – Alabama was close to Chipola and the coaches had a good connection and everything. And, and I thought it made sense for me educationally and athletically. So I was, you know, I love, I love Alabama. I really do. I love the university of Alabama. So I had nothing but great memories there. And I wish we would have had different results on the field, you know, but we had like our catcher goes down in the second week with Tommy John and he's our four hitter. Oh, no. And that, I mean, yeah, then we have to turn our third baseman into our catcher. We got a new third baseman, you know, just just different things like that you just can't control. So, um, but I definitely loved Alabama. That's really cool. It's something that I like to have the perspective always. I'm a huge football fan and being on the West Coast at Oregon, but I always watch Alabama football games. They're always mm -hmm. on the national television. And it's cool to see that different kind of vibe and how the fans are. So, what was and then going with that, what was the what was the environment like at Alabama baseball games? Uh, Alabama and the SEC in general, I would say, is it's just much more of an event. Um, for the fans, and 
in terms of their they circle the weekends like going forward knowing that they're going to go and I just I think there's some places in the northwest where it's a little more like wake up and maybe we'll go to the baseball game today you know but like these fans are like really die hard like the boosters are very involved the fans are very involved you know we're doing like a lot of autograph signings and stuff which I don't know why anyone wants my autograph but uh, <laughs> you're was, a baller was, you're a good uh, player that's why and, uh, it was it was still just it was kind of eye-opening the differences because I was seeing it as it was happening it was like you know some of the things we did or didn't do just seeing the differences and and so I think that was that was the biggest difference it sounds kind of cliche but like it does it I think it really just means a little bit more to the people down there because they that's what they live and die on you know that's really that's really great to have such passionate fans and yeah as really a player cool. also like maybe on a road series you like are you type of player where you're so locked in you don't hear the crowd or are you more or do you feed off of kind of when that energy is rolling from the stadium I, I like that that's a good question but i i think i might be different than other people because a lot of people don't hear the crowd noise but i really like looking especially when i'm on defense because you know in the infield, you have that, like, kind of close-up view behind home plate. So you can see people's faces and what they look like and what they're doing. So, um, no, I notice the crowd, and I like when it's loud. And, like, I like when people are in the game, you know. Like, I'm out there, and it's the seventh, eighth inning, and I see people, like, going up the stairs to leave. I'm like, where are you guys going? Like, we still got some, some game left to play. Um, so I definitely, I definitely do like looking up at the crowd and, and taking it all in. And, you know, each place is different, especially in college. It's, they're very unique to that school and that area. So I think that's really, really, really cool. That's great. That, was there a favorite place that really stood out in the SEC for a road series? Um, no, I, I didn't get to play at all of them. I wish I would have. We didn't get to go to LSU or Arkansas, um, some places like that. But the most intimidating place we played was definitely Mississippi State. We played at their new stadium, and that was really cool. Uh-huh. And that was really loud, and, like, it felt like they were on top of you. And I think the, my favorite place we played, though, was Ole Miss. Ole Miss was – it was, like, perfect – it was one of those weekends where it's just perfect weather, and you can't – like, everyone's wearing short sleeves, T-shirts, and it was sold out, like, 10,000 people there every night. And it was just – it was super cool, super cool. Their fans were really into the game, and – really well played ball games all weekend and it was just it was somewhere there and it was my first SEC weekend too and I think it really stood out and it was was like wow this is this is what's to come you know well that's gotta be really exciting that first SEC weekend of the year but I just love going to games when the crowd is really energized that's something I appreciate at Austin specifically as a football fan and being a student Mm -hmm. there going to the Mm -hmm. games yeah was it so when you went to each different college was was it easier like challenging to establish yourself with your teammates and the coaches or did or did you just make it make it instant like things just clicked um with with teammates and coaches i felt like coaches are different because i feel like you talk to them before the recruit you know while you're getting recruited and stuff so you kind of know you have an idea of what to expect expect you hope uh, players are a little different because, you know, like junior college, you're only there for two years at the most. So every, there's a lot of, a lot of turnover and stuff. So 
I think it was easier to make friends there because everyone realizes that you're not going to be there for as long as maybe a division one. So the friendships are, are pretty immediate, especially because you're also spending probably twice the amount of time that you do in division one with your teammates. You know, there's so much time at the field, so much time in junior college. There's no hour limits, you know, you're with them all day. So I think those relationships happen really fast. And, and then in, at Alabama and Oregon, you know, Oregon, we were freshmen. So, so I think it was pretty easy to become friends with those guys like Nico, Gabe, Spencer, all those guys still friends with them. Um, and we were all freshmen and we were all like wide eyed, you know, and none of us were like shaving our face or anything yet. So it was pretty, you know, we we're just, we we're just high school buddies. Like it just, that's what it felt like to me. Um, Alabama was a little different because I was older and I was more kind of set into what I wanted to do. Like I wanted to be there for one year and play really well and do all that. So I was definitely good friends with those guys. I still am like some of my best friends. Uh, but it was definitely more like I was, I was a little more tunnel visioned on, on the end goal and us winning. Obviously it was always about winning. And, uh, and so that was more of a biz that, that to me was a little more business. Like, like it felt a little more professional where, um, we're trying to turn this program around. We're trying to get the right guys in the program. We're trying to do it the right way. And friendships kind of came second after that because we're trying to like get this thing rolling, you know? Um, so it was all hands on deck, but, and I think from that, I became really good friends and really tight with, really tight with, with the coaches and, and the players, I think uh, afterwards, because you can look back and see like, you know, this is how we help shape the direction of the program. And so that was something that I, I think I look back on and I'm really happy about. That's really nice to be able to finish off your college career with that professionalism. And that's something I've noticed each year being in school as things got more serious as things, as things went on school and at the field wise. But that's all you want in life also is the teammates that become your best friends you can count on for your whole life after college you know, you can rely on when the tips are on the table. Oh, yeah, exactly. 100%. So after you finish at Alabama, you you get drafted by the Los Angeles Angels. And what's a draft day like in the MLB? Uh, mine is a little different, I guess, since I went on day three. Because, it, it, you know, it turns to just online and they're just throwing names in there. But I woke up on day three and I think I – I kind of knew that was going to be the day that I was going to get drafted. Um, and they just came down to, like, who and when. And so, you know, I, was there, I guess I was talking to a few teams. And I hadn't really talked to the Angels at all. And then they just – they texted me that morning and asked, you know, if I was ready to sign this and that. And I said yes. And uh, there were a few rounds where I thought it was going to go before that. And they just kept telling me, like, oh, not this one, next one, next one. So it didn't matter to me as long as it, as it happened and it happened. And so I was just really excited. and. Uh, I was really happy to go to like a West Coast team. I thought that was pretty cool. A uh, team that like I kind of grew up, you know, just watching a little bit because they're, they're always playing the Mariners and Mike, like always keeping track of Mike Trout in Seattle and stuff. So um, it, it was, it wasn't like, I wasn't very nervous all day, I would say, because I was, I was ready to go and I was just kind of waiting on the call. And once it came, I was just ready to go. You know, it felt like, it felt like a moment that I was like working towards and I, I saw what was 
what was after that. So I don't know if I was too caught up in that moment of being drafted. I was more like looking forward to what was going to come because of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you earned it, and that's something I noticed about you, even as a fret when you were a freshman, that you were always, when you stepped in the box and doing drills, I noticed just how serious you took it, and, and I'm really happy for you to see it pay off. Yeah, thank you. You, deserve, thank you. you deserved it. And yeah, then you played for, like, oh, sorry, sorry no, keep going, you continue. Okay, so when you get... So you start out in rookie ball and you play for what most people do is they play for two minor league teams a year. What's that like just when you get that call up and then balancing that or adjusting? I, I was excited to be called up and it was pretty early into the season. So I, I thought someone might've got hurt or something, which ended up being the case. And so I ended up, I, I went back to Orem to finish the year. Um, but I, I thought it was really I thought it was really going to help me going into this year, like success, failure, whatever it was. But playing at both levels, you learn how to like move, like move to a different team in the middle of the year, which is something, you know, you've never done. Like mm-hmm. these guys have been playing together for months and months. And here I am. I'm like, hey, I just told, I got told to be here. So <laughs> the, the guys in the guys in A-ball in Burlington were much older than the guys in Orem. So that was an adjustment because um, – I was on the older side in Orem and now I'm on the younger side in Burlington. So it was just kind of like a different, a different feel, but both the teams, you know, I made good friends and I really liked everyone on the teams, the coaches and everything. So uh, it was a really cool experience. And I thought it would help me going into this year, no matter where I went, that I'd be ready to, to play because it's hard. The hardest thing I felt like was you go to a new team and you want to like, play well so that people know that you can play you know and and then once you realize like once you stop worrying about that what other people are like thinking about you as a player or this and that and you just kind of like go out there and like hey like I'm supposed to be here everyone's supposed to be here we got we're here for a reason I can't worry about what these guys think I did in the last at bat you know it matters about what like what I actually did and what I think about it so that was definitely something I had to learn because I was trying to like size up to my teammates and I really wanted them to respect me because of like the player I was. And then I think once I forgot about that and just started getting to know people for who they were and, you know, you make friends with people, it becomes easier to play. So I think that was something I really wanted to take into this year. I'm still going to, but just whenever that, whenever that gets to happen. Yeah. It's a really good to get that comfort level with your teammates going. I can see from your perspective being a younger one and, being on an older mm-hmm. team for the first time, you really do want to prove yourself to the older guys that mm-hmm. you belong. But it's, yeah, good just to – it's good to have that for your first year to get that out of the way and have that training to know now the rest of your career that you've experienced it and it's going to keep moving forward. And what's the biggest difference between pro ball and college baseball, you would say? The biggest difference is just that it's it's every day. Like, it's every day. In college, you know, you get those off days, and you're only playing, like, four games a week, five games a week. Um, Pro Bowl, it's, like, six, seven. You might play a few weeks of seven games in a row. So just not just not beating yourself up and just understand, like, it's a long season. And you might go a week without getting a hit, and then you go 
three weeks getting two hits every night. You know, it's just it's, – it switches so fast. So, college is different, you know, because you got not as many games. So, you're kind of beating yourself up, thinking about what you could have done. And Pro Bowl, you just – you can't go backwards. You just got to keep going forwards and think about the next game, next at bat. And it's, it's a lot – it is easier to do once you start playing every day because you, you just naturally forget about those things that, that happen. Yeah, I think that's something valuable for both sports and in life is getting on to the next day and learning what mm-hmm. you did from the previous day or the previous week and adjusting those failures into successes or while you're having success, continue to have success but not get over your head about this is what I did in the past. It's about like, what what am I going to do today to be the best version of myself? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's in life, too. Yeah, no doubt. That's really good about baseball. So the last thing I want to talk about is your road trip videos. I really enjoy those, and they're so entertaining. <laughs> How did that get started? Uh, well, you see I'm in the car right now. I thought it was only right that we do the – you know, I do the video of the car. Um, <laughs> uh, the road trip got started – I was at Alabama last year, and – my buddy went to Virginia Tech. This guy that I met, his name is Jack Dellinger. We met at uh, at Chipola, and he lives in Seattle as well. So I was like, dude, let's just, you know, we had our, both our seasons were both are yeah, crazy, crazy actually how it worked out. But both of our seasons were over, and the draft wasn't for a few weeks. So we we're like, shoot, yeah, let's do it. So he picked me up in Alabama, and I guess I don't remember how the video started. It was just kind of like I. We're pretty funny when we get together, I, I like to think. So I just thought it was a good time. Like, we're going to be in the car for so long to keep us both entertained. And then as I kept going, some people were like, oh, like, I've been waiting for you to post these, this and that. And uh, it just kind of came a little thing over the road trip, just trying to keep people updated. And and uh, I, it was just something fun to do. And it was a cool way to keep the memories, you know, for sure. And that's that's what I remember most about the road trip is, like, taking the video itself, you know, because – that moment like sticks out when you pull out your phone and you're like, Oh, this moment, like I took a photo, you know? So, um, definitely hope to keep them going. You know, we've had a few cents, nothing as large as what we did the first time. Cause that was, that was a big road trip. We were gone for like almost two weeks. Um, but I mean, I shoot, it might be, might be road tripping a lot more if we don't get, get back to playing soon. Yeah. I enjoy as much as possible. It's great to have a really good friend to be able to enjoy that time, whether they're memories for life. And was there any place that you guys visited that you enjoyed the most or had or any experience that stood out? Uh, definitely Chicago. We stopped in Chicago and went to the cut well, this is before the draft and we went and watched the Cubs play the Reds and I just remember walking into Wrigley I was like wow this is really cool I'd never been there before I'd never been to Chicago it was like a perfect Friday afternoon I was like wow this is this is amazing this old like super old stadium I just felt like if you were going to tell someone what baseball looks like or what it is and they'd never seen it before just sit them down at Wrigley Stadium and let them watch a game and what goes on and like I think they the I think that is the best way to get someone to love baseball because I felt like a kid again it was so cool and you know we rode the subway to the game or with our buddy who had lived there you know so we rode the train to the game got off walked around in Wrigleyville uh went and got like the sushi after the game so it was, the whole day was just it, was, it felt like Ferris Bueller's day off it was so cool it was such a good day and I think that's something that's the one day of any road trip that I'll, I'll definitely remember 
Yeah, that's bringing a lot of memories back for me, too. I went to Chicago, and that's my favorite stadium is Wrigley Field, and we all sit, we rode the L train. Uh-huh, was, uh-huh, the L train, the L train, yeah. That's really cool to be recently out of college and still go back to feeling like a kid again. Yeah, Like was, when you had the really season cool. tickets with the Mariners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't get it. You don't get that feeling very often, or you just feel like you've never seen something like that. You know, because as you get older, you just you see things and you remember them, and nothing shocks you as much. But I mean, I just go in there and we walked in the the right field entrance, right above you know where everyone sits down out in right field, and uh, so we're up top and we're looking at it, looking at home from the outfield viewpoint, and it was just like a panoramic view and it was it was it was amazing it was I still have the image like in my head perfectly of what it looks like and just that whole day was was super cool pulling a kid yeah that's it that's really a place if you're a baseball fan you should go and visit if you haven't yet oh, and I really I really 100%. hope I get it I really hope you get to play at Wrigley Field one of these days and then talk to you about Later on, when we get oh, a FaceTime yeah. or when we get a hangout yeah. at some point, I w- would love to ask you about MLB stadiums, hopefully going from what you've dreamed of, dreamed of this whole time to actually getting to do it. Yeah, hopefully I'll have some answers for you too because I'll, I'll have been there. So that would be, uh, that'd be ideal. That would be best case, and you're a really good ball player, and I really look forward to check, keep continuing to check in and see how you and everyone's doing. Appreciate nice, all of appreciate you guys that. very much. We're all family. Oh, yeah, we appreciate you, everything you did. I still remember everything you and and all the other managers helped us with at Oregon and, and just being there. And I think definitely something people don't realize about baseball managers is – they're the only people there at the field that that don't necessarily care how you do. You know, your teammates need you to do well. Your coaches need you to do well. The managers, I don't know how you look at it, but I feel like they look at you more as like a person and like they can see when someone's having a bad day or like, you know, you practice every day. You're going to have bad days. You're going to be like in your own head and stuff. And I felt like, especially at Oregon, you guys were like really made it a point to be like friends with us. And I thought that was something to like, you know, maybe I'm having not a good day or something and we're out shagging and batting practice and I can just go out there and hang out with, with, with one of you guys and not have to think about like what my swing feels like or anything like that. So that's definitely one of the coolest parts about having just baseball managers, like people that help out in any sport. You know, I think that I speak for everyone. We really appreciate the things you guys do and like, the value you guys bring to our lives, not just helping us shag baseball, but like talking about just life and being a good friend and everything. And I think, I mean, look at where we're at here, here now. So um, really, really thank you for that. Yeah. We really appreciate you and all of the players on our end back at answer my perspective, just being a, like a sports fan, my whole life out of high school, it's really cool to, and a unique experience to be around you guys and, Sports is one thing, but I really wanted to get to know you guys as people. Like, not everyone gets to see what you guys are like as people, and it's really important and valuable to have those friendships with you guys. And the best value I could bring any day is maybe just a joke or positivity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not going to tell you how to swing the bat. You guys are mm-hmm. really talented and good at that. 
But anyway, I mean, that's the stuff. Fun. That's the stuff. That's the stuff we remember the most. Honestly, is that is that type of stuff. Not a coach telling you how to field the ground ball or anything like that. It might have just been that day where Chris Agnos came and told a joke and made me laugh, made my day. Next day, I had a good game, and that just you know, you just never know what what one thing can can propel propel going forward. So I think you guys definitely play a bigger role than you than you even know. Thank you, and we just. Personally, for me, I'm sure for all the managers, we just really greatly appreciate being able to help you guys in any way possible. I want to, as of like right now, what I enjoy is, you know, you're playing pro ball, you got drafted, and I look for, I like going back on that and seeing how you, seeing you progress with your career. That's what I want is to get you to succeed the most in college to and then continue for the, with your dreams. Yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Okay. Well, thank you. And thank you so much for your time today being on. It's really great to see you and I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was really good talking to you, Chris, anytime. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate your time and support. If you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate it if you subscribed to this podcast and took a screenshot to share with your friends and family. Please leave a comment below about your favorite part of the episode. I look forward to reading them, and I hope the rest of your day and week goes great. Remember how much talent you have to be a positive impact in this world.